Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It is always a delight to welcome to our show, All Blue, Larry Bluestein. Of course, Blue, you can hear on Monday nights here on the South Florida High School Football Show. Blue is with us here on our show Summertime is uh, always a big time for recruiting. The University of Miami at Paradise Camp Blue. Welcome to our show. How did Paradise go for UM? Oh, good. Thank you very much. Uh, it went great. Um, I thought it. Uh, I thought it went extremely well. Um, we had a lot of uh, a lot of talent showed uh, and uh, a lot of enthusiasm. And uh, you know that that seemed to me to be kind of the. Uh, uh, the theme for the entire 26 days of uh, June, uh, when Miami, you know, I got a chance to go down to Miami three times, three different settings for a, a regular camp, a seven on seven, and then the Paradise Camp. And uh, yeah, it, uh, the great thing was, coaches were always visible. The players were always, the current players were always out and walking around and. And in seven-on-sevens, a lot of them were uh, officiating. So uh, I think it was great. It was it was a fan, you know, as much as Miami couldn't let a lot of the parents in because of their protocol, uh, they did uh, for the um, uh, Paradise Camp, at least put them in the stands at Cobb Stadium over there. So uh, at least they got a chance. It's frustrating, I know, for everybody. But, uh, you know, you have to be safe. And that, that was the theme this June, and I think that Miami impressed a lot of people, a lot of parents that came from a long way. I had an opportunity uh, to see uh, at the Paradise Camp uh, kids from uh, the state of Minnesota, Nevada, um, California, Texas that came uh, for the event. So uh, Miami means business, and uh, they are attracting kids from all over the country and uh, not just not just in the state of Florida. I've said this uh, the last couple of years. Two years ago, Miami, I thought, got the best running back in Dade County, the best running back in Broward County in Jalen Knighton. Last year, they got a five-star safety at a Broward County. James Williams, probably the best defensive player in Broward County. Leonard Taylor, the best defensive player in Dade County. How do they continue that momentum? Hmm. Well, obviously, you know as well as I do, they have to win. Uh, you know, that's, that's imperative. I mean, it's, it's, uh, these kids want to, it's no longer about the facilities because everybody has really nice facilities. It's, it's you got to win, you know, you got to be, you know, you, you got to be in all these games, uh, when these kids, uh, you know, get, get home from their uh, games on Friday night and then get ready for Saturday. And then they all of a sudden put on the game and there's Miami and they're winning and they see, Hey, listen, I, I could be playing DB there next year or the, new, the year after that's, that's the key. 
Um, you could you could put on all the paradise camps and all the Friday night lights and all those things you want, but at the end of the day, the W's count, and uh, these kids are only human, and they want to surround themselves with winning. So uh, that's the uh, that's the way you got to do it. But the momentum and and you've had you know you've talked to Manny Diaz a trillion times, and then uh, same here. And the theme and what he comes up with is we have to stack these classes. He had a great 2021 class, one of the best classes they've had in a long time. So they've got to repeat it now with the 22 class and then obviously do well in 21 and then come along and do it with the 23 class. Cause if you do it three straight years, the way they did it last year, Miami be in the mix and playing with anybody. There seems to be some hesitancy among the 22 class in terms of making commitments. Is this the norm around the country or because of the pandemic, or is this something Miami should be concerned with? Well, I wouldn't be concerned with it because here's the thing. The the pandemic uh, created, it didn't create the uh, transfer portal, but it enhanced it to the point where it's so overcrowded now. Kids are just leaving schools to leave schools with nowhere to go. So you have that staring at you where there there's always a chance that you're going to get a, a kid like Rambo or, you know, somebody like that. And that may take the place of a incoming freshman. Uh, and then the other thing is uh, the, the, the NCA granting the seniors another year of eligibility. So that kind of brought back a couple of kids that may not have come back. And uh, so, yeah, there's a, there's a, a small window of opening that was created through this. And uh, I wouldn't worry. I think, and as you and I were just talking, I think over the next three weeks before we we're going into another dark period uh, for three weeks. So, you know, the, the colleges can back off and a lot of them are going to take vacations and stuff like that. But when we get back, in that last week of August, uh, July, before we get into August and the and the, and, this, and the camps, they've got to at least have seventy percent of that class ready, you know, committed. Because if not, it's going to be a struggle. You don't want to go into the season trying to, you know, because you want to pay attention to your own season. So you don't want to have to be going jetting over to California on uh, off day on Tuesday to come back, uh, you know, to see a kid. So I think that over the next three weeks, it's going to be crucial. I think that because they have nothing else to go on other than the, the the camp that they just left, Joe. I mean, they just left Paradise Camp. They're, they're not at Florida today. They're not at Alabama today. They can't be. So that's the, that's the point. I think that they, you know, that the coaches who I think that these kids got home. Uh, they kind of talk things over, and uh, and I think they're gonna they're gonna start reeling them in. I, and I really think they're gonna get five to ten kids over the next couple of weeks. Larry Bluestein is our guest. We are talking recruiting. Before we jump back into high school recruiting, you mentioned the transfer portal, Blue. How do you think as we move forward, the transfer portal is going to affect recruiting not only in Miami, but all around the country? Because guys now do not have to sit out a year. Right. Well, there's there's a million ways to look at it. Obviously, you could look at it the successful way and coming up with a Quincy Roche or somebody like that to fill in. And that's great. But but the casualty of it is these kids are just leaving schools and entering the transfer portal with no destination. And with all these. Uh, rosters filling up, it's going to be a problem. And, uh, you know, I could see it, you know, they're going to have to somewhere, somewhere down the line, they're going to have to modify this or alter it because everybody's 
disgruntled at the end of one year. They get into the portal and they've got no place to go. And especially this year with limited scholarships. So, yeah, it's it's you know the portal has helped Miami immensely. And there's no saying. I mean, we could say that that uh, Coach Diaz is is the author of it. You know, he's the one that really started this ball rolling, getting some really really good kids. But there's a flip side of that, and uh, you know, uh, pretty soon it's going to take it rear its ugly head. There's just way there's a there's thousands of kids that are in that transfer portal, and 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 unfortunately at the other end there's not a thousand colleges that need them. I think the story that's gone under the radar for Miami in terms of the transfer portal, is the other way. How many have left? Only five players left the University of Miami. That's the second fewest in the nation. Yeah. Well, then again, too, you look at Miami in the building phase, you know, trying to get a lot of depth, especially at their front set, at their front seven on defense. I mean, they're very thin at linebacker. They're very thin up front. So that's what they're trying to do. They could they have the room to fill in over there a lot, you know, and they've been fortunate. So nobody's leaving because they're getting playing time. I mean, the only ones that are leaving, obviously, you know, you look at Nikosi Perry and, and players like that, obviously they've, you know, it's not like he didn't try. He was here for four plus years. You know, he did what he had to do, got his degree and moved on. But there's, uh, like you said, there is a flip side to that. And, and Miami's done real well holding on to their kids. Uh, and that's a good sign. And that's something that uh, the coaches can brag about when they go in the living room. To, to try to close the deal. Hey, you know what? When kids come here, they stay here. We're not a school that's a stepping stone. We're a program that's looking to, to get into the playoff mix. Larry Bluestein is our guest. Okay, Miami's had a very active June. Who are some of the kids that they should be in hot pursuit of? Well, obviously, Wesley Besaint. Uh, I think he's a hometown kid, linebacker at, at Miami Central. One of those players that, you know, you, you just got to fall in love with. I mean, the kid is a really good student, uh, you know, at six foot and a half, about 200 and 10 pounds he's going to get bigger he's he, he he dunks a basketball from a standing position uh and he's a great kid he's you know he's a, the type of guy that you get on 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 campus and he, all of a sudden you know he he doesn't become one of those guys that you got to check in all the time he's going to be a, a, that type so i think right off the bat uh he would be one. Now, here's some interesting guys, because obviously uh, we know Marvin Jones uh, was a standout at Northwestern, a great linebacker at Florida State. And, you know, he did his thing in the NFL. Now, his son, uh, who started out as a wide receiver and now is one of the premier defensive ends, you know, obviously Florida State's putting on the hot pursuit. But uh, certainly a lot of people he knows a a lot of people down here. The family knows a lot of people down here. So I think he would be somebody I know that he's somebody they're really looking at, especially, you know, with the deficiencies on the on the line. Also, Earl Little Jr., who's a legacy. And and we find out that that doesn't always mean everything. I was just telling you, you know, you look at Maurice Crum and his kid came out of Tampa Bay Tech as one of the top players. And he ended up going to Notre Dame. It's just where you're a fit. I'd like to see Earl Little be part of this class. I, You know, he was one of the very few 
few that actually came and worked out uh, at the at the camp because he you know he's always been like that and you know whether all these rumors and that's the thing too you gotta you gotta watch out for these rumors and who starts these things there's a lot of people who you know whether they're pro or against Miami they start these rumors that can hurt this you know this situation uh, you know by saying oh Miami really doesn't want this kid but you know what that's the one thing and if they're if the kids are listening tonight which I I know that they do listen to your show quite a bit that <clears throat> ignore that you know go on your own instincts you know I mean if, if you if you feel good with the Garen Justice coach Garen Justice and you're an offensive lineman like a lot of the kids do or you love Rhett Lashley and what he's done you know go with that don't go with what somebody tells you and and I think that's what's going to win out because you have you have some really good people and, and I've I've said this is Miami perhaps Miami's best coaching staff over the last two decades I mean they're from T-Rob to you know all the way to uh, Garen Justice and the, the offensive coordinator and your head coach is your defensive coordinator this is a great staff so to me that's what they're playing too they're playing on the experience of the staff they're having all the you know I mean because everybody on this staff is one you look at it every single player from uh, from Coach Robinson all the way down to you know to to, to everybody who's on this staff Coach Jess Simpson who I think the world of um, and he's a guy who I think is going to get that you know Miami some really good kids as well I think there's a great staff there, there's a lot to, there's a lot to be learned so that's what I think is going to happen you're going to get a lot of these kids who who had experience not just at the at the Paradise Camp but also had you know they came down with their seven on seven team or they came down and, and, and took part of a in a camp and they built a relationship and that's what these camps are for I mean I you know I've been all around the entire state throughout the camps and you could see the coaches are trying to build relationships because those those 14 months those were hard I mean those kids couldn't look these guys in the face and those five nine 175 pounders two years ago are now six one two twenty and everybody's looking at them so yeah I just think that if this is a real unique process because of the times we're in. Uh, we're going to have the portal for a while, but uh, but the senior, the seniors who were granted that extra year kind of backlogged. Uh, you know, a lot of the kids from playing and, and and the scholarships are you know are very valuable. So if, they, if these kids are if these kids are offered, I, I I strongly suggest you put your commitment down uh, quick, especially while it's fresh in your mind. Well, let me bring up this conversation to you or start this conversation because you said something that has spurred, I think, um, an interesting conversation. You mentioned rumors and things that go on in Dayton Broward County. Um, and maybe this is something that's evolving. Does the University of Miami, in recruiting, have, a, have as big a home field advantage as everybody thinks they have. Uh, you mean with the local kids? Locally. Does Miami have – if you were to go to Alabama, you would say Alabama in recruiting, home field advantage. Whoever they want, they get in Alabama. Does Miami have home field advantage in Dayton and Broward County? Well, I'm going to ask you the question. Have they ever really had a home field advantage? Because they got who they want, but there's always Steve Hutchinson's and Marvin Jones's and all those guys, uh, you know, Derek Thomas and everybody always leaves. We're such a huge area and we're, we have so much talent down here that even if four or five kids that are marquee kids walk, walk away, it, it shouldn't affect Miami because they still have more talent. So I'd have to say no. I, I don't think that Miami's losing any. I think they 
still have a home field advantage for the kids that they need to get. Um, you know, even when they weren't doing so well, they still managed to land uh, the the all time leading rusher at the school and Duke Johnson and and, and Tracy Howard. And, and so I think now it's more so. I think they still have the advantage, especially because of last year. And if anything kick-started Miami's recruiting, it was last year. It was, And it wasn't just here. It was everywhere. You look in the Orlando area, a lot of kids ended up going to Florida because it was close. You look at, you know, like, well, Alabama is not a good, good example because they get kids every year. But even Georgia Tech, you know, and Jeff Collins, you know, doing a really good job up there. They got a lot of kids from South Carolina, a lot of kids from Georgia that they normally wouldn't get, a lot of kids from Eastern Alabama that they normally wouldn't get, but the parents wanted them to be close because of COVID and, you know, because the uncertainty of the disease and at least they knew that they were taken care of. And I think that's what happened to Miami by getting the kids that you mentioned in the Williams and, and kids like that. Now they have to use that. And, and that's the one thing, too. All those kids, uh, that, that, that whole group of 21, uh, were, were all together at every camp that I went to, especially at Paradise Camp, and they were talking to the kids they were they were doing the promotion they were doing the recruiting and that's how it should be every other school does it so miami found a way to do it and i think that uh, they're going to get what's theirs i mean yeah we're, we're going to point the finger at you know that this kid left or that kid left but why don't we concentrate on who they did land they can only land a certain amount they can't land 50 kids well, i think you make a very good uh, very good argument and it's very reasonable and i think um recently we always do what you what you just said. People want to point at the ones that did not stay, but there there have always been kids that have gone someplace else. And I think it's interesting as we have come full circle. Marvin Jones Jr. is in the in the Miami mix. Marvin Jones Sr. was a real thorn in Miami's side when he played at Florida State, and he was from you know right here in Miami Dade County. So I think you make a very good point that guys have always left. Miami has always also been able to get their share of good players. Speaking of which, as we wrap this up, how about the class that's here, that's on campus, led by James Williams and uh, Leonard Taylor? What can we expect from this year's group? Well, I can tell you this. I mean, uh, as I was always said, if you if you own a Ferrari, you don't want to park it in the garage. So I think that Leonard Taylor is going to be out of that garage pretty quick. Uh, you know, I mean, he's a he's a playmaker, uh, very smart. It's gonna he's gonna demand double teams right away. He's right now he's learning. I mean, he's with Nesta Silvera, and they're in there watching film together. Watching, you know, they they have Jess Simpson. They're all what they're doing now is they're you know trying to bond a little bit and and. and James Williams to me, and I've said it all along, no cut on him, uh, but what Pat Sertain did last year really gave him a whole new outlook in his career. You don't need to in this day and age, David Fulcher and those 6'5 type of safeties are, are not necessary anymore. Those are 6'5 guys that you put in the action, put in the box, make him an outside linebacker. He showed last year when Pat Sertain had him at uh, American Heritage they that he put him in the box, and the kid made tackle after after tackle against Chaminade, Thad Franklin. He was in Thad Franklin's face every time that he got the ball in that opening game last year. So, yeah, so we're excited about that. Uh, speaking about Thad Franklin, you, you got two running backs coming in in this class to go with what you had. It becomes the the, uh, the deepest part of the team. Uh, and then offensive line. Can you say enough about what Garen Justice has been able to do from a technical standpoint and taking uh, guys like Nelson and taking – 
Clark and guys like that who were okay, and he elevated them just by teaching them things. So to me, this class that's coming in, you have three linemen, Big Baby Seymour from um, Central will will learn and watch this year. McLaughlin, the big kid who reminds me of Eric Winston, and it's a it's a DBJ quote, and I still remember when DBJ talked to him for the first time, Eric Winston. He said, "Man, for a tight end, you're going to make a hell of a tackle." Well, the so that to me in McLaughlin. Laughlin at 6'8", 300 pounds, who's got no fat on him, he reminds me of Eric Winston. That big, that demanding, and let's see if he picks up things as quickly at tackle as Eric did. And uh, yeah, and then Borregalis. We saw what a kicking game could do last year, finally. Uh, so his brother's on campus, and they won't lose a beat. He's got that same explosion. Um, probably one of the, believe it or not, he, he was one of the fastest kids at Chaminade. He he's he's an ex, he he's going to become a Matt Bosher. He's going to get in the weight room. He's going to kick, and he's going to relish going down to make tackles on uh, on special teams. Miami's got the goods in this class. I'll tell you, the twenty one class. Uh, Cam Kinchins. I think we're not talking enough about him from a technical standpoint. He's probably one of the best safeties that Miami got, and uh, certainly uh, the defensive secondary has been boosted up. Yeah, this is a really good class. You got a tight end. I think Miami's going to become one of the premier players. Places, uh, for tight ends over the next couple of years because you've got three or four of them. They could use Will Mallory a little bit more. The kid has just an unlimited, uh, you know, uh, uh, potential. So I think this class really is is going. But again, Joey, we got we got to pile them like uh, Manny Diaz says. Let's pile another twenty two class on top of what we got in twenty one. Finally, will one of those young receivers be a points producer? One of those young guys put the ball in the end zone from any place on the field. Well, he's not young, but I think Kenyon Rambo will do that. I think I think he's the guy who will wake up the will wake up the Popes and wake up the Wiggins and wake up those type of guys to say hey, you got potential. Because I think what Harley showed last year and at the end of the year before that he's ready. He came back when he probably didn't really need to because he's got that NFL type of speed. Now he's got to be more productive and more consistent. And I think he's really good. I think Xavier Restrepo is another kid uh, who's going who who's ready, willing, he's already broke the record for uh, the the uh, amount of weight lifted. He's already on the all-ACC academic team. So, to me, when you're getting bringing in quality football talent like that, I, I think it all points to positives. All right, Blue. Always good to talk to you. Hope to see you in the near future. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate it. Enjoy it. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.